Warning, this story contains offensive racial stereotypes from another era and is not suitable for all audiences. Hello, and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading The Jew in the Thornbush. Once upon a time there was a rich man, and he had a servant who was a hard and honest worker. He was the first one out of bed each morning, and the last one into bed each night. And, if there was some unpleasant task to do that no one else would touch, he was always the first to take it on, and he never complained. He was always content, and had a cheerful disposition. After he had served one year, his master refused to pay him any wages, for he thought, That's the smartest thing to do. I can save money this way, and he won't be in a position to leave me, and will have to continue working for me nicely and obediently. Indeed, the servant said nothing, and continued working the second year as he had the first. When he received nothing at the end of the second year as well, he let it go by and stayed on. After the third year was over, his master reflected momentarily, reached into his pocket, but came out with nothing. Finally, the servant spoke up. Master, I've served you honestly for three years. Now, be so kind as to give me my due, for I would like to go and have a look about the world. All right, my good man, answered the miser. You've served me diligently, and you shall be paid generously for your work. He reached into his pocket again and counted out three farthings, one by one. Here's a farthing for each year you've served me, That's an ample amount, and more money than you'd ever get from any other master. The good servant, who understood very little about money, put his capital into his pocket and thought, Now you've got your pocket full, and you won't have to worry any more, or put up with drudgery. So he set out, traveling over hill and dale, skipping and singing to his heart's content. On one occasion he happened to pass by some bushes, and out came a little dwarf, who called to him, "'Where are you going, my merry fellow? "'I can see you don't have a worry in the world.' "'Why should I be gloomy?' answered the servant. "'I've got all I need with three years' pay jingling in my pocket.' "'How much is your treasure?' the dwarf asked. "'How much? Three solid farthings and not a cent less.' "'Listen,' said the dwarf. "'I'm a poor, needy man. "'Give me your three farthings, for I can't work any more.' You're still young, and can easily earn a living. Since the servant had a kind heart, and felt sorry for the dwarf, he handed him the three farthings, and said, In God's name, I won't miss them at all. I see you have a kind heart, said the dwarf. So, I'm going to grant you three wishes, one for each farthing, and they shall all be fulfilled. Aha, said the servant, you're one of those people who can do incredible things. If that's the way it is, my first wish is for a fowling gun that hits everything that I aim it at. The second is for a fiddle that will make everyone dance when I play it. The third is for the power to make people grant me anything I request. All your wishes shall come true, said the dwarf. Then he reached into the bush, and, just think, he pulled out a fiddle and a gun made to order. He gave them to the servant and said, After this... Nobody will refuse any request you make. 
The servant said to himself, Nothing could be better than this, dear fellow, and he moved merrily on his way. Soon thereafter he met a Jew with a long goatee, who was standing and listening to the song of a bird perched high on top of a tree. It's miraculous, the Jew exclaimed, such a small creature with such an awfully powerful voice. If only it were mine. If only someone could sprinkle salt on its tail. If that's all there is to it, said the servant, I'll have the bird down in a jiffy. He took aim with his gun, hit the bird between the eyes, and it fell down into a thorn bush. All right, you lousy swindler, he said to the Jew, go and get the bird. My, said the Jew, I wish you wouldn't call me lousy, but even if you think I'm a swindler, I'll do as you command, since you're the one who shot the bird. He got down on the ground and worked his way into the bush. Just as he was right in the middle, the servant was overcome by a mischievous spirit, and he took out his fiddle and began to play. All at once the Jew began to lift his legs high and leap in the air. The more the servant played, the better the Jew danced. But the thorns ripped the Jew's coat to shreds, combed his goatee, and scratched and pricked his entire body. "'My!' exclaimed the Jew. "'What's the sense of all this fiddling? "'Please stop all this fiddling, sir. "'I have no desire to dance.' The servant kept playing nevertheless, for he thought, "'You've skinned plenty of people, "'so now the thorns will give you some of your own treatment in return.' He continued fiddling so that the Jew had to leap higher and higher, and parts of his coat remained hanging on the thorns. "'Woe is me!' cried the Jew. "'I'll give the gentleman whatever he demands "'if only he'll stop fiddling. "'You can have a whole bag of gold.' "'Well, if you're going to be that generous,' said the servant, "'then I'll gladly stop my music.' But I must hand it to you, your dancing is something special. Upon saying this, he took the bag of gold and went his way. The Jew remained standing there and kept glaring at the servant until he was far away and out of sight. Then he yelled with all his might, You miserable musician, you're nothing but a common beer hall fiddler. Wait till I catch you alone, I'll chase you until the soles fall right off your feet, you tramp. All one has to do is put a coin in your mouth and you'll be worth six farthings and he continued cursing the servant with whatever came to his head. After he had vented his anger and was feeling somewhat relieved, he ran into the city to see the judge. Woe is me, your honor! See how a crook robbed me on the highway? Just look at what he did to me! A stone would be moved to pity! My clothes have been torn to shreds, my body's been scratched and pricked, my life's meager fortune along with a bag of gold was taken, my precious ducats, each piece finer than the next, for God's sake, have the man thrown in prison. Was it one of those soldiers who cut you with his saber? asked the judge. God forbid, said the Jew. He didn't have a saber, but a gun that was hanging over his shoulder and a fiddle around his neck. It's easy to recognize the villain. The judge sent his men in search of the servant, and they found him trudging along the road very slowly. They also found the gold on him, and when they brought him back to the court, he said, I didn't touch the Jew, and I didn't take his money. He gave it to me of his own free will so that I'd stop fiddling, since he couldn't stand my music. God forbid, screamed the Jew. He's lying like a rug. The judge did not believe the servant either, and said, Now, that's a poor excuse. No Jew would ever do what you said. And he sentenced the good servant to hang on the gallows, because he had committed highway robbery. As the servant was being led away, the Jew yelled after him, 
You slouch, you miserable musician. Now you'll get what you deserve. The servant climbed calmly up the ladder with the hangman, but on the last rung he turned around and said to the judge, Grant me one last request before I die. All right, said the judge, as long as you don't ask me to spare your life. It's not about my life, answered the servant. I'd like to play my fiddle just one last time. The Jew began raising a great commotion. For God's sake, don't allow it, don't allow it. But the judge said, Why shouldn't I grant him such brief pleasure? I said I'd grant him a request, and I'm going to keep my word. In any case, it was impossible for the judge to deny the request because of the power given to the servant by the dwarf. The Jew cried out, Woe is me! Woe is me! Tie me up! Tie me up tight! The good servant then took the fiddle from his neck, got it ready, and as he stroked the fiddle with a bow, everyone started to shake and sway. The judge, the clerk, and the officers. The rope fell out of the hand of the person who was supposed to tie up the Jew, and with the second stroke of the bow, they all raised their legs. Even the hangman let go of the good servant and got ready to dance. With the third stroke of the bow, everyone leapt up high and began to dance, and the judge and the Jew led the way, jumping highest of all. Soon everyone joined in the dancing, all the people who had come to the marketplace out of curiosity, old and young, fat and skinny, they all mixed together. Even the dogs that came running stood on their hind legs and hopped about. And the longer the servant played, the higher the dancers leapt, so that they bumped their heads against each other and began screaming in a dreadful way. Finally, the judge was out of breath and cried out, I'll spare your life if only you'll stop fiddling. The good servant was moved by this plea and put down his fiddle, hung it around his neck again, and climbed down the ladder. Then he went over to the Jew, who was lying on the ground and gasping for breath, and said, You lousy swindler, confess and tell us where you got the money from, or I'll take the fiddle from my neck and begin playing again. I stole it! I stole it! he screamed. But you earned it honestly. Then the judge had the Jew led up to the gallows, and he was hanged as a thief. The End The Brothers Grim Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments, or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the tales, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 